Hi, I'm Dan Bardell, but this is not 1874. Instead, we're bringing you the latest episode of The Athletic's brand new podcast series, The Next Big Thing. It's a weekly show that shines a light on some of the brightest young talent in the Premier League. This week, it's all about Villa's Jacob Ramsey. So have a listen, and if you want to hear the rest of the series, search for The Next Big Thing in your podcast provider. And I'll be back next week alongside Greg with the latest episode of 1874. Breaking into a Premier League first team is harder than ever. Every year, thousands of young players enter the youth academies. Every year, maybe a dozen will make their debut for a Premier League club. Only the very best of the best prevail. I'm Faker Others. Welcome to the next big thing. After avoiding relegation on the final day of last season, Grealish! Wow! Wow! Stunning! Scintillating! And surviving! Aston Villa have started this campaign in some style. Jack Grealish is looking for another! And it is seven! The captain gets his second! This is a day of dreams for Aston Villa! The driving force behind both has been Jack Grealish, a local lad, a Villa fan, and a product of their youth system. The trouble is, Grealish has been the only graduate from that youth system to have established themselves in the first team for some time. Only a few have even made an impression at Villa since Grealish made his debut in 2013. But that could be about to change, thanks to young midfielder Jacob Ramsey. Who helps it on to Ramsey, and Ramsey's in again here, and takes the chance this time. Jacob Ramsey, the Aston Villa youngster, who's impressed with their senior side this season. Ramsey's been at Villa from the age of six, growing up in Great Bar, just a few miles from Villa Park. Now 19, he spent the second half of last season on loan at Doncaster. But after impressing manager Dean Smith in the summer, there's no chance of another trip to the EFL. But what sort of player is Jacob Ramsey? He's an attacking midfield player, somebody who likes to get forward. Greg Evans, Aston Villa reporter for The Athletic. Yeah, very, very comfortable on the ball. I suppose he would see himself really as a, as a number eight or potentially to be a number 10 in the future. Um, he certainly played as a number 10 for the under-23 team and, and scored lots of goals coming, coming through the ranks. I suppose the way he makes runs into the box is, is quite similar really to how... Deli Ali, we know, was when he was progressing in his teenage years. I know Jacob likes to watch a lot of Marcus Rashford's clips too. So, I mean, clearly there are elements of his game that, you know, he wants to emulate as well. What I like about him is he, he takes takes the ball very easily and he gets go, going and he gets moving very quickly and he seems adept with both feet. Dan Bardell host of the 1874 podcast. It hasn't phased him being with the first team players. I mean, obviously, it's a good time for Villa at the moment. I think in the past, youngsters have come in at bad times. I mean, he made his debut in a real hostile atmosphere in the Championship when we were 2-0 down at home to West Brom amidst a a real, real bad run. But now he's had a taste of that and he's now getting a bit more of a taste being in a a good side, a a side that feels like it's going somewhere. So I think that'll benefit him because I think 
Villa can be quite a hostile place to play at times, or it has been for academy players over the last few years, but we, we finally feel like we're on the right track at the moment. So I think that's a, it's a good time to integrate youngsters now. He's a very aggressive, sort of forward-thinking midfielder. Liam Hoden, Doncaster Rovers correspondent for the Doncaster Free Press. Likes to burst forward, likes to arrive late in the box. So very much attack-minded uh, as a player, but very, very comfortable on the ball, good range of passing. And as I say, yeah, direct is probably the best way to describe him. That loan spell at Doncaster last season was curtailed as lockdown intervened. But even though Ramsey only made seven appearances for Darren Moore's side, he made quite an impression, scoring twice on his debut. Obviously, with that impact that he made in that immediate, that first game, two goals, you, you're thinking straight away that this kid's got something special. He had a couple of games where it didn't necessarily go, go right for him. He wasn't in the game too much. But in the main, he, he looked very, very good. And you did think this kid has, has got a very bright future. One of the big shames, really, that the season got curtailed was the fact that we didn't really get to see more of him and, and sort of establish a, a good four or five months in that Rover side and, and see what they could produce. Um, but he, he very much looked like he got a very bright future on him. It's not really a surprise to see him. So he'd been given bits of an opportunity with uh, with Villa. Even though he did excel at Doncaster, they won't be seeing him again anytime soon. Greg Evans. After Villa were knocked out of the cup competition, uh, the Carabao Cup against Stoke City, you know, I asked Smith. I said, "Look, he, he, does this mean that that Jacob will be will be moving back out alone?" No, and his answer was very, you know, straight down the line. He just said no. You know, he said that he'd seen enough from him in the recent weeks and months since Project Restart, I suppose. And wants him around, he feels like he can contribute. It was interesting, really, with the signing of Ross Barkley, who plays probably in a similar position to, to Ramsey. Ramsey actually didn't get on the bench for the Liverpool game, um, you know, where Villa win 7-2, but he made his Premier League debut in the game before that against Fulham. So it feels like he's probably the 19th man at the moment, that man who's just waiting for uh, an injury to get his way back into the squad. But... I think he'll take that at 19 years old. I think he's elevated himself ahead of the likes of Henry Lansbury now, who, who was on the bench a lot for Villa last season. Nakamba and Conor Harahan are obviously knocking around the bench as well. But after them, I think Jacob Ramsey's probably next in line. So I think I think he'll be kept around. And especially I, I find the shifting system interesting for him. Darren absolutely loved him. I thought so highly of him. Uh, and obviously the contribution that he made were, were great. But he's, he's a player that, that's got a bright future. I spoke to Darren last week about Jacob and asked him, obviously, if he were pleased to see how well they were doing this season. And he said, yeah, and, and that he'd, he'd thought that the, the, what he was a kid with a, with a bright future. And, and no surprise at all from, from Darren that, it, that it's going so well for him so quickly. We've pretty much played 4-3-3. Under Dean Smith from the day he arrived, bar, bar a dabble with with three at the back last season for for a few months. So we were playing four three three with a uh, Douglas Louise sitting in front of the back four, and then two three eights. Basically, that's how Dean Smith plays. Now Jacob Ramsey can play as a three eight. There's no doubt there at all. But if we're now playing with a ten in Ross Barkley. I think Jacob Ramsey can play there as well. If we stick with the system, there's actually a decent chance that Jacob Ramsey could come in and, and, and play as a ten. If you like what you're hearing and fancy reading all about the next big thing and other brilliant football content, then there's no time like the present to get yourself an athletic subscription. Right now, you can get your hands on a £1 a month offer for all new subscribers. 
meaning you can get unrivaled analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around. Plus, there's a brand new breaking news service and ad-free versions of all The Athletic's podcasts for just a quid. So you wouldn't even hear this. This deal won't last forever, though. So don't miss out. Sign up today at theathletic.com forward slash next big thing. Jacob isn't the only Ramsey who could be featuring for Villa in the near future. Jacob is the oldest of of three brothers who, who all play for Villa. Uh, Aaron, who is 17, and Cole, who is 13, also play for the club. I suppose, you know, they look they look up to him really as like a, you know, their older brother is a, is, is a bit of a uh, an idol for them. And yeah, he, you know, he, his dad's got an interesting story as well because he used to be an amateur boxer who twice fought against Ricky Hatton in his early days. So I think Mark, Mark is his dad's name. I think Mark... Um, used to train Jacob as a boxer when he was younger, but he quickly found out that he always wanted to be um, a footballer, certainly from when he moved to to Villa anyway. So they've also got a sister too, actually, who's uh, apparently a very talented dancer. So yeah, a very sporty and uh, talented family. But a lack of progression from academy to the first team has been a real problem for Villa in recent years. Dan Bardell. The last two players that have come through the Villa Academy and that I would class as having made it would be Gabby Abbon Lahore, which was feels like it was a very, very long time ago, and, and Jack Grealish, which was probably five or six years ago now as well. So we haven't managed to we haven't managed to develop anyone of note really. I mean Andy Volman came into the first team and he, he I know he came from abroad in Austria initially, but he was with the Academy for three or four years before he made it into the first team. Tim Sherwood raved about Andre Green and then a few years later he came into the first team and Injuries and again being in a in a poor side it, it, that hindered him and he never really made it. Clearly, Villa haven't you know recruited well enough in 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 the younger age groups. They've lost out to to rival clubs in the area when when they've been getting the kids through at you know the ages of eight, nine, ten, eleven, and it's something that the current owners you know realised when when they took over in two thousand and eighteen. They thought that. We have to start producing more players. They, you know, Aston Villa can't dine out on Jack Grealish's name forever. I think over the last few years, Villa have done themselves no favours. Really, they, they've kept players around who who were highly rated and were supposed to be the next big thing, just in case of an emergency. I think when Steve Bruce was manager, that was something that happened quite a lot. And really, players needed loans, and they get to twenty one, twenty two, and they've, all they've got is under twenty three experience and, and the odd run out of subs in the cup. So I don't think Villa have managed academy players very well over the last three or four years. But I think you'll you'll see that change now. And that change could start sooner than expected. And not just because talents like Ramsey are one-offs. Villa have made a concerted effort to improve their youth setup, and Ramsey is simply one of the first to emerge from that improvement. Greg Evans. They've got a complete new complex uh, for the academy at Bodymore Heath, the training ground. Um, you know, state of the art. If, if you ask any youngster in the country, you know, they couldn't have any better facilities than they have at, at Villa's training ground. There's been a lot of investment in in the actual academy in terms of they recognised that West Bromwich Albion had the best academy in the Midlands. There was a strategic and deliberate plan to take the best staff members from West Brom and integrate them into Aston Villa. They have done that with Mark Harrison, the uh, academy director, uh, Steve Hopcroft, who his role is player identification at a younger age level. And Villa have made a real push of signing the best 15, 16, 17 year olds in the country and, and some on the continent as well. And 
as you can see now with, with the under-18s team, um, who've won every game this season, that, that's starting to show that they're a real strong bunch. And, and the under-23 team, although the results haven't gone as well as they would have liked, it's a very, very young group. You know, they've got 17, 18, 19-year-olds in that group um, who hopefully, by the time they get to 19, 20 years old, will be ready for the first team. I think it's a massive thing for Villa. I think there's some clubs that probably don't don't, don't hang the hat on it, but Villa is a club that ever since I've been been a kid and, and watching Villa, young players have come through. I think about Gareth Barry, Lee Hendry, De Rijs, Vassell. When I was younger watching Villa, they all came through the academy and Villa... Villa put a lot of onus on bringing people through, but for whatever reason, over the, over the last decade, other than other than Grealish, it's just completely stalled. But the Villa fans loved Grealish even before he was was the superstar that, that he is now. You could always tell he was going to be a good player, and he he was someone at 14, 15 years of age that Villa fans all knew about. But we're just waiting for that for that next one now because it, it has been so long since someone came through. And so, the big question, how far can Jacob Ramsey go? Greg Evans. I've backed players in the past to progress and they haven't. So um, I'm, I'm going to keep it quite steady with this one. Although I do feel that, you know, he's one of the most exciting ones to come through in recent times. I feel he probably does still need a, another loan spell, a spell where he goes out into the championship this time rather than League One and plays a regular run of games. You know, if he can get 20, 25 games under his belt and really be a star performer in the Championship, I think he can come back to Villa and, and, and make a big impact. But let's not put too much pressure on him and uh, <laughs> let's let him develop and see how he gets on. Liam Hoden. I think he can go an awful long way. I, I really do. I think he's a club that where he's going to get a chance um, in Aston Villa where they're not frightened to put young players in and I think that'll be really big for him going forward. The quality that he's got and the ability and the level head, I think he can go uh, I think he can go far. I, I wouldn't surprise, be surprised to see in a couple of years that, that he's moving on uh, to to even bigger things than than Villa and and maybe you never know the, the sort of the England setup. Dan Bardell. Villa are building a good young setup now, which as I've said a few times now, in the next few years that that's really gonna gonna stand us in good stead, and it, it's something that we haven't had in the past. So I think he's in the right place. He's doing all the right things at the moment. Dean Smith won't rush him. I, I wouldn't expect him to start loads of games this season, but I think you will see him make Premier League appearances. He's doing the right things with England as well. I think if he can get a few games for, for us in the Premier League, a few cameos, I think that the logical next step would be the under-21s for him, which again is a level above the England under-20s. So I think, I think the key is not to rush these players at the moment, but I think in the next few years, you will see Villa having a few academy prospects in their first team and, and that's a good thing and something that Villa fans want to see. Join us next time by listening on the Athletic app or by subscribing to The Next Big Thing on your favourite podcast provider. And if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, do so now by going to theathletic.com slash nextbigthing to sign up from £1 a month. Thanks for listening. The Next Big Thing was produced for The Athletic by Abby Patterson. The writers were Nick Miller and Ian McIntosh. Greg Evans is the Aston Villa correspondent for The Athletic. Dan Bardell is the host of the 1874 podcast. And Liam Hoden is Doncaster Rovers correspondent for the Doncaster Free Press. The executive producer was Ian McIntosh. 
Hello listener, it's me Matt Davis-Adams here to tell you why you need to be listening to the Totally Football League show, but apparently I've only got 30 seconds to do so. Reason 1. We cover the most football of anyone. That's 72 clubs in total. Reason 2. Our panellists played actual football in the EFL. Whoa. And reason 3. Our music sounds like George Clooney is organising a heist. Oh, did I mention that we're now a bigger show than ever before, going out twice a week? Now that's more commitment to the EFL than even Sam Parkin gave as a player. How often are the games coming, Sam? Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. That's the Totally Football League show every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Did I do it? 